every Wednesday to get you over the hump with your NFL bets. Not to be mean, but he simply doesn't still really know how to play quarterback in the NFL. On BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now, as he does each and every Wednesday during the football season, is Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. So Trevor Simeon is now a member of the New York Football Jets practice squad. First question, how long will it take before he is the starter? Second question, will the Jets go after, say, another quarterback? And how about a bonus question? Uh, Jets are nine and a half point dogs at home. What do you like there? So I think Simeon will be activated to the, you know, the, the true 53 man roster at some point, you know, he's been a solid journeyman. He actually played in that building for the Chicago bears last year uh, in an ugly rain game that of course I was in attendance for. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I think he is probably better than Zach Wilson, but to your second point, I think they are going to make a bigger move. And for me, I'm keeping an eye on, are the Tennessee Titans going to keep losing football games? Because mm. former Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing is now the pass game coordinator with the New York Jets, knows Tannehill very, very well. They obviously have Will Levis and Malik Willis in the building. So that is the move where if Tennessee loses against Cincinnati at home, maybe loses another game or two, do they finally admit to themselves they're in a rebuild, they're a bad football team, let's get a young guy in and give him some reps. So – so, but if they win, I don't think they do that. So it really does matter the results there. The last thought, look, the Jets' defense is good, but you probably could still make an argument for, for taking the Chiefs. However, they just never cover big spreads, particularly on the road. So I'm not betting it. Um, they, just, they just don't cover those spreads historically. Not that I'm like a trend better, but they really just don't uh, do that too often. Mm-hmm. All right, Brad, I'm way too excited to see the worst record odds for the first time this year. And as a Bears fan, you will remember that last year at this time, they beat Lovey. The Bears are 2-1. and 2-1, and one, and they end up 3-14, and 14, worst record in the NFL. So, of course, like with the odds, the 0-3 teams are at the very top along with Arizona. Nah, we don't want to look there. We want to look down the board. Team with a win or two. Does anything pop? As you're considering that, I'll I'll throw some teams at you that we were discussing. The aforementioned Jets were in that conversation. I was looking at coaches that are kind of safe with younger quarterbacks, maybe. You just mentioned the Titans. Titans at 31 to 1. The Colts are 45 to 1. Steichen's safe. Richardson's going to be back out there. Um, What do you think? Any teams that have a win or two that you think can enter this conversation this year? Yeah, you know, I think Mike Vrabel probably is too good good of a coach to allow it to happen, and they do get a couple games, mm-hmm. you know, against Houston, against, you know, the AFC South that is, of course, still one of the, you know, the poorest divisions in the sport. So probably not them, but it's probably a good value bet because I think Mike Vrabel being a good coach and their recent results probably boost the value um, for the bet there. And on paper, their, their, their talent is about as bad as any team in the NFL um, they really need to just overhaul this roster and just hit the reset button. So that's probably my answer there, even though, you know, I don't expect it because of how good the coaching is, um, but probably the best value bet on the board. What about Ritter? 110 to 1. Ritter, worst record. He sucks. I'm f- 
I'm fading the Atlanta Falcons every single week. I'm on the Jaguars really? again this week. I was on the Lions there last week, go. which I'm sure I mentioned on the show. Uh, th- th- their offense is anemic. Uh, and also, the Jaguars have the fourth-best run defense so far this season. Uh, you know, per EPA per play, they're top 10 in success rate allowed against the run as well. And, and, and Ritter can't throw the football. So, yeah, I, NFC South, we saw last weekend, or this weekend, the NFC South is probably the worst division in the entire NFL. They got exposed. A lot of easy bets on the board last week. You know, Philadelphia laying four and a half at the Buccaneers. Like, come on. Uh, so that's why I don't like that one. But, yes, Desmond Ritter is, is on the struggle bus for sure. Yes. Frauds <laughs> all in caps. That's what I say. I'm excited for this yeah. matchup. Cowboys offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer said this week that former Cowboys quarterback Will Greer is going to be interrogated as they prepare for this matchup. We've got Zeke returning home. Jerry Jones won't say, you know, what they have in mind for his return home. He doesn't want to spoil any surprises. It's going to be a fun matchup. Patriots plus six and a half at Dallas. What do you like in this matchup? Yeah, you mentioned Zeke. I mean, nothing was worse for for Dalvin Cook's optics than playing against Zeke and Zeke actually being pretty productive in that game against the Jets. And and Dalvin Cook is averaging 2.4 yards per carry. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Uh, The the Cowboys offense does seem a little bit out of sync. I think the first two weeks, I didn't really think anything of it because they didn't really need to move the football at all. So I just assumed they were kind of going through the motions and not really concerned with moving the ball. You know, against Arizona – they really just – they were just out of sorts. There, were, there was some clunkiness there. They were allowing pressures to, you know, Victor Jimikeje and Cam Thomas and a lot of, you know, solid football players, but not guys that should be beating this offensive line. On the flip side, the Cowboys drafted Mozzie Smith in the first round because the biggest weakness of this team is run defense, and the Arizona Cardinals ran the ball down their throat. So that's why I started with Zeke. I think him and Ramondre Stevenson are going to get a ton of carries. Uh, to help this offensive line pass protect, to help Mac Jones, to help the defense. I don't know if I have a spread bet. I, I think at a full seven, the Patriots were the bet. Now I, I don't love either side. Um, maybe the under, though, because I think this is going to be a ton of running, you know, so, so not a lot of possessions, not a lot of snaps, and two very, very good defenses. On a scale from one to ten, where should the concerns be for this Cowboys offense? One being they they will figure this out quickly, ten being absolute panic. I would just put it like a four. I'm not quite there yet. Um, it, you know, it's maybe maybe a five, maybe right in the middle. I mean, they have the talent, right? You bring in Brandon Cooks. He was good in the first game. Obviously got hurt a little bit after that. But, you know, they, they like Jake Ferguson, the tight end, a lot. He's had a bunch of targets. And, and so you can't really blame that anymore. I think last year they truly had one receiver in C.D. Lamb. Um, you know, Michael Gallup still getting healthy, playing a little bit better. So I think they're going to figure it out. But I guess some of the concerns, and I, and I kind of faded these concerns, but Mike McCarthy is, you know, even when you adjust for the situation, their pass rate over expected is near the bottom of the NFL. Like, I like Tony Pollard, but, like, they got to throw the football. Um, and, and even in this game against Arizona, there were times where, like, yes, Dak threw the interception, but they're down 12, they're driving into the red zone, and they're taking their sweet time. I was like, Mike, are you aware you're down two scores? Because it doesn't look like it. So – they, they got to figure some of that stuff out. What's your opinion of Sam Howell? I don't know what to do <laughs> with Washington games. I feel like a genius because I went on a million radio stations and said, I think he's a great thrower of the football, but his internal clock is, is an hourglass, and he's going to take a million sacks. 
if he doesn't figure that mm-hmm. out. And then he took nine sacks against the Bills. So, uh, so yeah, yep. I, I, that's my thing. I actually think he's an awesome thrower. I, I mean, the touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin in week two was a, one of the best throws of the season by any quarterback. But he just has no feel for pressure in the pocket. Um, and that's going to keep happening. I mean, Philadelphia might sack him nine times as well. But I do like him as, you know, a thrower of the football. I was on mute. Sorry about that. I want to ask you about the Browns. (laughs) I mean, I don't think the Ravens are who I thought they were going to be. I know it's a little early, but might now be the time to bet on the Browns to win the division at plus 250. It was my my favorite division bet besides them in Seattle. I have it at 450, I think, for Cleveland. I mean, this defense is insane. I mean, they're allowing Mm -hmm. the lowest yards per play through three games in over 100 years in the NFL. Uh, they've allowed 21 first downs. The next lowest team is the Cowboys at 41. I mean, this is like a historic start. Um, and, and you look at the Ravens. I don't know if Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley plays at left tackle. I don't know if Tyler Linderbaum plays at center. And you finally saw that get exposed against the Colts last week where, I mean, Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner were dominant, but so were Samson Ebicam and Quiddy Pay off the edge. Um, and this Browns defensive line is like a, a good bit better. Um, yeah, it probably is, you know, I think because of how Joe Burrow looks, I mean, you saw him Monday night, and we'll see how long this lasts. But if he gets pressured, he's just going to throw the ball in the dirt. Like, he, he does not have any ability to run around. Baltimore, I think, will figure it out. They'll get better. I thought the offense looked good the first two weeks with Todd Munkin and their new weapons. Um, but, yeah, I, it probably is a good value bet, even still at plus 250. And best of all, Miles Garrett is not the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. You can find it at 4-1 to one on BetMGM. If you're looking at best defensive player on the best defense, it makes sense to me. I think that's a good bet, Brad. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I mean, you knew when Jim Schwartz was coming to this defense, but also when you add in Zadarius Smith, Ogbakaronkwo, Dalvin Tomlinson, Shelby Harris, yada, 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 yada. He's never had the teammates that have made it where he can have, you know, not get chipped all the time. I mean, the video of the Tennessee Titans having two tight ends rotate to his side. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, um, you know, after he already had three and a half sacks in the game. Yeah, I mean, he is as dominant as anyone, and I think that is still a good bet because I also think there's narratives at play there where their defense was bad last year, like 25th in e-paper play mm-hmm. loud. I want to say it was like they had problems and maybe they don't finish as, you know, the 1985 bears, which is how they're playing right now. But, but they're going to finish as a top 10 unit. Uh, and I think that narrative plays into it as well. Where like Bosa and Micah Parsons and TJ Watt. They're also awesome. Their defense has also been top 10 for what the last three years in a row. Um, you know, I think that's why I give the edge to Garrett for kind of a narrative type award. Could be best player on the best defense. If they're far and away the best, it could be that simple. Yeah, good good look there. Uh, what about, let's stay in that division, the Bengals. Is it going to be a repeat of what we saw last year? Burrow gets healthier. They get the win after an 0-2 start. Last year they started 0-2. I'm not quite sure. I, I do have some concerns, some changeover on defense. That was a big strength last year. And it's like, where's T. Higgins this year? I mean, the drops on Monday night against the Rams, I mean, like hit him right in the hands, like no one near him. That was a bizarre, you know, off night for him. Yeah, I don't know, because I think we're going to see, 
a much better Tennessee Titans defensive line than the Rams. Obviously, Aaron Donald still did Aaron Donald things. But, you know, the Titans are going to give Burrow problems. And he can't just throw the ball in the dirt. Like, it happened a couple times. It might happen 15 times in this game, right? And, and then, you know, Joe Mixon was moving the ball pretty effectively against the Rams. He can't run against the Titans. Best run defense in the NFL. Been that way for the last couple of years. So, I love, first of all, a teaser leg with the Titans up to eight and a half is probably my favorite teaser leg on the board this week. But, but yeah, I don't know because I may have discussed this on the show. Joe Burrow throwing on the move is one of the most effective areas in which that offense wins. And until he can actually move, they don't have that element to their offense. If the defense didn't get six sacks and two interceptions of Matthew Stafford, they'd probably lose that game. Thursday night football, Lions at Packers. Looking forward to this one. Props are posted. Any matchups that you're looking to exploit? Anything you love here in this matchup? Yep. I love Amon Ross St. Brown over six and a half receptions. I think you can still get it at plus money uh, at a couple books, you know, plus 105, plus 110 type of range. Um, the last time I saw it, maybe that's moved. But yeah, that, that is the weakness for this Packers, you know, secondary. It's Keyshawn Nixon's in there. They, they must sometimes rotate safeties down there. Um, and that is the weak spot of this defense, no question about it. Plus, I do like their pass rush. And so I imagine Jared Goff will get some balls out pretty quickly. Um, that is my favorite there uh, by far, for sure. How do you think the number one offense in America in the Miami Dolphins will handle this Bills pass rush? Buffalo currently a two and a half point favorite at home and it is juiced in Buffalo's direction. Yeah, so, I mean, this is probably game of the year so far and the Bills pass rush, to their credit, has been even better than expected before getting Von Miller back. The Dolphins offensive line also is very susceptible. They just have the, you know, the, the fastest average time to throw uh, with Tua Tagovailoa. So that's how I think they deal with it. I think you're going to see Tua get the ball out in about 2.2 seconds on average in this game and just mitigate the issues that they have. But you know, I think Buffalo's going to get home a couple times because I think they can match some of the athleticism that Miami has you know, on defense. But if Tua does have time, I mean, he's going to pick them apart. I mean, the safeties are both 32, 33 years old. Tredavious White still doesn't really look like Tredavious White. Um, if Tua has time, the Miami Dolphins are going to score a lot of points. Favorite game that we have not discussed? Favorite uh, bet, bet-wise? Yeah, so that's a good question. There's a couple. I'll say one total that I love. I cannot believe it opened at 45, and I still would bet it at 47, um, is the Seahawks at the Giants. And we're talking two Ooh. teams that are bottom four in the NFL and EPA per play. They're both bottom four in EPA per drop back. They have no pass rush to speak of effectively for either team. Um, and then the offensive matchups. I mean, you have the Seahawks receivers against two rookie corners in New York both of whom got injured against the Niners. They'll probably play, but, but not at 100%. I have no earthly idea how this opened at 45 because I also think Brian Dable with, you know, what, 11 days to prepare, he's going to have some good stuff cooking up for, for Daniel Jones. You have Wondell Robinson back on this offense, and Seattle's defense hasn't played well either. So I have no clue how that opened at 45, and I still like it. Um, at 47, and then I mentioned the Jaguars minus three. It's a get-right spot. I think they beat Atlanta by two, two scores. In your quick setup, I thought you were definitely going to say Bears-Broncos with that. Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And the Broncos offense I mean, hasn't been awful, right? It hasn't been awful at all. No, it's, it's up there. And look, a lot of this is garbage time, especially when they got 70 points hung on them. But, no, they're, they're up there in converting first downs and second downs into new series. They're doing a lot of really good things. Um, is that, I think it's the saddest stat in the history of, of time that a team loses 70-20 to 20 <laughs> and is a field goal favorite on the road against a team the next week. I think that is the – 
funniest and saddest stat I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And I'm not saying it's an incorrect spread. It's probably the correct number nope. because, yeah, their offense has been good, and they'll put up 30 on this Bears defense, you know, if they keep playing how they have. You tired of the Taylor Swift talk, Brad? Never. No, I, I, Never. give me all of it. I got to go watch the New Heights yes. episode uh, with, with, with Travis and Jason talking to you Swift. I mean, also, speaking <laughs> of that, the Bears-Chiefs game, they cut away from that game at halftime for my broadcast. They were like, we're going to show you an actual NFL football game. You know how hard nice. that must have been with T-Swift in the building to, to make that decision? <laughs> <laughs> Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, thank you so much. We'll see you next Wednesday. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we look at the MLB playoff picture right here on the BetQL Network.